Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOpen.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you, and if you're returning, welcome back. So I am just back from my awesome, amazing, wonderful 14-day European vacation, took students on tour, and was fortunate enough to be able to take my own family, and we had an amazing time. It was exhausting, but I'm so happy to be back and happy to be back here with you. I have to give out a huge shout out to Heather Doran for filling in for me and for doing podcast episodes while I was gone. She did like three or four a week, and I really appreciate that. And I know some of you also know that I did put on a few repeat episodes the last two weeks, so I appreciate your patience. I wanted to give you episodes that I thought you needed to hear again, and I just wanted to plan everything before I left. I knew I wouldn't be able to record any while I was gone, so I appreciate your patience with that. It takes um, quite a while for me to record these podcasts, and this is something I do. It's totally free service. I don't get paid to do the podcast in any way. I just want to help people, and that's why I do it. So I appreciate you um, having patience and also giving Heather some love for doing the podcast while I was gone. She was amazing, and I heard feedback from people that they loved her episode. So thank you again, Heather, for that. So what I wanted to talk to you today is about something that I really learned on this trip And I will be talking to you about the stories and things that I have from this trip probably for weeks to come. But today, it's all about living in the moment. You know, I took a lot of time before I left on this trip to set up the podcast and to set up social media posts and all the things I needed to get done because I knew that on this trip, I wanted to be able to just live in the moment and to enjoy every moment of this trip. And I truly, truly did. And it's exhausting because let me tell you, an EF tour is not something that is like a relaxing vacation. We arrived in Munich. So we, I'll tell you, I'll describe what our trip was like for us. We left St. Louis at 1230 in the afternoon, the day we left. We had an hour flight to Chicago. And from Chicago, we had an eight hour flight. We landed in Munich and it was eight. 45 or 9 o'clock in the morning in Munich. We met our tour guide. We got right on the bus and we went right to the downtown area of Munich to start touring. And we got back to the hotel around 7 or 8 in the evening and we didn't get to bed until like 10 or so. So we started off that first day going and just go, go, go nonstop. And every day for us was we would get up at Sometimes we'd have to be out of the hotel by 6.30 and on the bus, but usually it was 7 or 8, and we would be out all day and back at the hotel by 9 or 10, and sometimes midnight. We had a boat ride in Paris, which was amazing, where we got to see the Eiffel Tower, and we weren't back to the hotel until midnight and had to be gone the next day at 6.30 in the morning. So when I say that this was a whirlwind trip, it really, really was. It was exhausting. We walked so much. Uh, Those people who had... The fitness apps or whatever, they, like, I don't know, they had gone over their, you know, daily goals or whatever, like, five times over. My feet were swollen. We walked so much. 
and it was amazing. We got to see a lot. You definitely get to see a lot when you do a tour like that, but it's exhausting, and there's no downtime. There's no relaxing. There really is not any kind of relaxing on this trip. We were fortunate enough to have one evening where the kids got to go to the beach, but other than that, and that really isn't relaxing either. Swimming isn't relaxing. So we were totally exhausted. And that is why I wanted to make sure I had everything set up before I left because I knew I would not have a chance. I knew I would not. And I want to give a special shout out to my listeners who contacted me while I was gone and just said they hoped that I was having a good time and and they were sending me prayers and positive vibes. So Jay, Ginger, and Shauna, all of you, thank you for contacting me. I really appreciate that. That meant a lot. It really did to know that people missed me or that, you know, they were hoping I had a good time. So I want to thank you for that. But I had an amazing time just spending time with my kids and with my family and with my students. It was really great. We made a lot of really nice memories. And I'm not going to say that the trip went off without having some glitches here and there. And I'll talk about those later. Of course it did. But overall, it was amazing, and we arrived safely. We were safe everywhere we went. And those students now and my kids and my family members are going to have memories that they will take with them for the rest of their lives. And I truly feel like too many times in our lives, we're more focused on the future and on the past, and we aren't living in the present moment. And I've been guilty of that myself. In fact, the last few months... I've been really guilty of that because I've been trying to plan for this trip and plan for my new job and I'm taking this class and I have to plan for that. I was totally guilty of doing that. But on the trip, I made sure that I had my attention there with my family. And I feel like I got a lot closer to my son and you know, my daughter and I have always been a little closer since they were about 11. Before that, my son and I were really close, and then when he was about 11, I don't know if it's the age, people tell me it's the age, that kind of changed, you know, it was like mom was now embarrassing and not cool anymore, but on the trip, mom was cool again, so that was really, really nice just to have him come up to me and talk to me and want to share everything with me, and I appreciated that, and my daughter has always done that. You know, she's, she and I have had that kind of relationship all along. She didn't totally pull away when she turned 11, like he did, but now it's like he started coming back and telling me stories and we laughed and he would make jokes on the trip. So it was really, really nice. And it was so amazing to be able to see through my children's eyes, them seeing Europe for the first time, because I've been fortunate enough to be able to go several times And it started for me when I was in high school. You know, my mom let me go with my high school to Germany. And we went to Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And I had an amazing time. And that really instilled in me the love for traveling and wanting to travel. And I was totally, totally geeked out on this trip because our tour guide for Paris was also the tour guide for Rick Steves. And if you don't know who he is, You've probably seen his shows on Channel 9, but he travels all over Europe and does videos. And as a foreign language teacher, I always show his videos in my class. So whenever the tour guide said, oh, we just had Rick Steves here, I was 
totally, totally excited about that. And he showed me video he had of him being there. So that was cool for me. And it was cool just for, you know, my kids, I was very proud of them. They very much wanted to be a part of the culture and to try new foods. There were McDonald's and we saw Taco Bell in Spain. They wanted to try the local cuisine. My son tried, and my daughter both, they tried escargot, as I did for the first time. I had never had that before. They tried paella. They tried all of the things that were local specialties, and they did not complain about that. You know, my son used his Spanish, and my daughter, although she didn't speak as much German, but she said, I can understand what they're saying. So that was cool, really, for them to be able to use their language skills. And we just had an awesome time. It was amazing. It made a lot of new memories. And I was reading an interesting book on the way home on the plane ride. And I just started this book, so I'll probably be talking a lot about this in the um, coming weeks. But it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. If you have never read this book, it is really interesting so far. And I am only partially into it. But... This book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, talks about how our brain really is programmed to think negative things or to constantly think about the past or to think about the future instead of living in the present moment. And that we're all made up of matter and what is matter and that basically we're made up of energy. And it talks about all of the things. As I'm reading it, I'm thinking, these are all the things I've been saying to you all along. But it's interesting because it goes more into depth about how we can retrain our brains to only be in the present moment and to only think thoughts that are going to create the reality that we want to see. And we've been talking about that for a while now, but it bears repeating. And I just read something too that says when you keep hearing the same thing over and over again, it's because the universe is trying to give you a sign or a message. And so I feel like The universe is having me give the same message to you over and over because we need to hear it. Retraining your brain is something that takes time and it's a process. So it's not something that you can hear once and go, oh yeah, I can do that and then move on. It's something we have to keep coming back to and doing over and over and over again. In teaching, we say that the kids need to hear something, that they really need to move from short-term memory to long-term memory. I think the number is like seven plus times, and honestly, I think it's more like 12 plus times that they need to hear it, and so we've got to be in that habit of hearing it and doing it and repeating it, so for me, this was a huge lesson on this trip of you've got to live in the present moment, and this is where you're going to find your peace, your joy, and your happiness, and it's true. In the moments where I was having such a great time on the trip, it was when I wasn't worried about five minutes from now or yesterday, but what was happening in the present moment. It was just nice to be able to sit down, and we didn't get a lot of time for lunch. We would have an hour, hour and a half, which if you've ever been in a European restaurant, that's not lunch, that's snack. Lunchtime needs to be four hours, three to four hours, because they sit and they really, truly enjoy having the meal because when you sit and enjoy having the meal that's when you visit with your family members and you share stories and you laugh 
And it was so great because we would sit in these outdoor cafes and in the one in Spain, there was a mariachi singer who came by. And yes, that is a Mexican thing. And he said, he said, I'm from Mexico, but he performed for us. And it was so neat to sit there and listen to music and to try the paella and olives. Oh my goodness, we laugh about this, but I have never had olives as good as the ones we had in Spain, because I'm sure they're fresh. So we just enjoyed and laughed and talked and shared. And it was great. And it was living in that present moment where we found peace and happiness on our trip. And I would encourage you, I know not everybody can go on vacation every single day, but it just taught me that we need to have more of that in our day-to-day lives. Take time to go have lunch with loved ones, friends, family members, and really just be there, be present. What I notice in the U.S. a lot is when people eat dinner, they eat lunch, you look around the restaurant and everyone's on their phones. And tell me it's not true. You know that it's true. You know you see it. You know you probably do it. You look around and not a person is talking. They're all head down on their phones. And while I saw some of that in Europe, I really didn't see that in Europe much. People were laughing and talking, and and it wasn't just tourists, it was locals. Locals sat in these restaurants and these cafes, and they were talking and laughing and sharing. And they might once in a while be on a phone, but it wasn't like here in the U.S., The whole meal, when you look around, no one's talking. They're just down on their phones, and you see it all the time. Or you see couples sitting across from each other, not talking. And I think how sad that is that we've become so disconnected in our society, and we really have. It's like we would rather text each other at the table than just put our phones away and start talking. And my mom is one in our family who will say to us, put your phones away. Okay, phones down now. Nobody on their phone. Although we catch her on her phone all the time too. So we have to tell her, hey, put your phone down. But she's right. When you're at a meal or you're with someone, you need to be present. And I've had so many people complain to me too about parents not being present with their kids, not being fully there that while their young kids are there playing around them instead of interacting with them and paying attention to them, they are on their phones. They're on their phones and they're not being fully present. Even though they're there physically, they're not there emotionally or mentally. And some of you listening to this may know people who do that, or maybe you are a person who does that. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty or saying that there's anything wrong with you because you're the norm. This has become the norm in society. But this is why our children are crying out for attention. Whether they realize it or not, and some of them are acting out in ways that are not desirable, but it gets attention. And I truly feel like this is why. It's happening because as a society, we have become people who are emotionally detached. We would rather look at our phones than look up and have a conversation with the person across from us. And I thought about the last relationship that I had was the same way. The person texted me all the time. 
but he only called me on the phone twice, I think, during our entire relationship. Maybe, maybe three or four times, but seriously, it could count on one hand. And that just seems so odd to me. I'm more old school, I guess. And this person wasn't that much younger than me, so really shouldn't have been that much different. But you notice that there's a generational gap sometimes from people who are of certain age group where they would rather text than call anyone. And I don't know what that impl- you know implies for future generations, but... It just seems like there's a an emotional detachment there when you are constantly texting and not hearing someone's voice or hearing the tone in someone's voice. And that's how misunderstandings happen too is when we're texting all of the time and we don't know how to take someone's message because it's hard to read tone and text or email. So I think that's why it's so important for us to really make sure that we are being fully present with one another. You're losing out on precious time with your family members, with your loved ones, because you're not, you're not being fully there. Again, there's a difference between physically being there and emotionally being there. And there are too many people, and I think this happens all too often in relationships anymore, where people are physically there, they're not emotionally there. And I know that that was what was missing from the last relationship I had, was I didn't feel like the person was emotionally available. And to me, in a relationship, I'm, I guess I'm old school, where I want someone who wants to actually talk to me and communicate and understand me and what's going on in my world as I want to understand what's going on in their world. And being on this vacation really, really brought that to light, that we need human interaction and contact. And that means we have to be present, living fully in the present in every moment of our lives. How many times have you had a conversation with someone where while they were talking, you were thinking about something else and it only brought you back to reality when they ask you a question and you just realize that you were not listening to a single thing they said. And you're sitting there going, what, what did they just ask me? So you don't know whether to say yes, no, or, and you know, you do that thing where you'll go, pardon me, like, oh, I didn't hear quite hear what you said, or I kind of misunderstood because you weren't paying any attention. And I'm guilty of that sometimes too. You know, my niece and nephew will, they call me Mimi because they couldn't say my name, my nephew couldn't when he was little. And they are so eager sometimes just to talk to you and they will say, Mimi, Mimi, Mimi. And they'll, it, it's like, okay, listening to them talking a mile a minute, it's difficult sometimes when you've had a stressful day and you're like, okay, I'm trying to focus here. I'm trying to listen to what you're saying to me. But it's so important to them. And I know that sometimes my sister checks out and is on the phone. And I'm not blaming her either because I understand. I get it. My kids were little. I didn't have the phone that does everything that we have now. But I could still, like, get lost in something else, you know? I could be in a magazine or in a book and not really fully present. So there are many ways we can do this, not just with your phone. 
but it's important for them to be heard and everyone wants to be heard. So live in the present moment. When someone's having a conversation with you, totally engage in that conversation. Whatever it is that you have to do in five minutes can wait. If you're like me, you'll have to set 50 reminders and they'll go off and you'll forget again anyway. But be there, be fully present for them. You'll never regret the time that you spent building connections, making connections with your family, with your friends, even with strangers sometimes, you know? We were laughing because on the tour, we were in Paris and we went to the beach in Paris. It's not really a beach. It's just a little place along the River Seine where people gather. And it's, I love that they have this place and this spot on a weekend night, even weeknight. I think we were there in a week. People go there and there were people dancing and they had 50s and 60s music in. It was in French and the people were doing these dances and it was I loved it. I loved sitting there and watching them. People just coming to hang out. They would bring cheese and meats and olives and have wine. And they would sit there and just enjoy each other's company. And I, I absolutely loved that. And that is one of the things I absolutely love about Europe in general is that they know how to enjoy their lives. They know how to relax and take time out. And that's what these people were doing. And we met a man who was one of the dancers. And he was quite the character. He had on a blue silk shirt and blue silk pants, and he was older, and he came over and immediately started speaking to me, and I know just enough French to get myself in trouble, so I told him in French that I did not speak French. Well, that did not stop him. He continued having this 20-minute conversation with me in French, where he's motioning everything he's saying with his hands, and I have to tell you that honestly, I was able to pick out most of what he was saying, even though I didn't even speak that much French. Like I couldn't say a lot back to him, but I could understand what he was telling me. And my family, they were laughing so hard because I'm sitting there. Obviously, I probably had a look on my face like, oh my, I was terrified because here he is having this whole conversation with me in a foreign language. I don't know what he's saying. And I'm trying to understand what he's saying. And they were laughing because they said, well, you were just being polite and nodding and like you understood everything he said and I said well I was trying to make a connection with him you know even though I didn't know what he was saying and he just smiled and then uh, gave us all a hug and walked away but it was the oddest but also like the best moment ever because it just proves that language doesn't even create a barrier between people you know we all have this connection He appreciated the fact that I stood there and listened to him for 20 minutes. I appreciated the fact that I could pick out what he was saying here and there, that he was kind to us. So, so many lessons on this trip about just be there, be present. And I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful that I had the time and I'm grateful for all of you for being patient and still following me, even though I've been gone for two weeks, for listening to Heather and supporting her. So just thank you all, and I'm happy to be home. I will be resuming my normal services starting next week. So on Monday, if you need Reiki or coaching, where you want past life regression, whatever, you can contact me. You can book sessions with me. I am in the middle of a class for teaching Reiki, So I will be able to attune people to Reiki. So look forward to 
Um, that coming up, an online course on Reiki. If you're interested in becoming a Reiki practitioner, be looking for that. And uh, listening for all of the stories that I have about the adventures that we had in Europe because we had a lot of stories and it was a lot of fun. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity. So I want to thank you guys for listening. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do. You'll be notified every time there's a new episode. Also, if you uh, could leave a review for me, I want to thank you to those. I know there was a new review while I was gone, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. It helps people find me too. And again, I do this for free. I don't get any money for doing the podcast. I just want to help people. So reaching as many people as possible is part of my mission. So thank you for those of you who helped me do that. And if you haven't been to my website yet, you can go check that out. And if you subscribe, you'll receive a free morning and evening meditation. I do not bombard you with emails. I never sell your email information. It's strictly a way for me to give you a gift and say thank you for subscribing. And I want to thank you again for being with me. I will probably begin doing the Facebook Lives again starting in August. I just need to take a little time to set up my new classroom and to get everything sorted out from the trip. So again, thank you for being with me. I love you all and I am sending you massive love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day. I will talk to you again soon and have an awesome weekend. Go make some connections with your family members and friends. Bye-bye.